You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. And yeah. Dave, are you ready to take a trip, bro? <laughs> it's more like it. Yes, sir, I am. All right, the next stop, the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about the coaching carousel heating up and quite quickly cooling off. Ooh. Our survivor picks, fantasy go-backs, and of course, we'll preview all four games of the divisional round of the playoffs, Dave. But before we get to all that, bro, you got a you got a dank postseason nug for the peoples? Ah, oh, dude. Well, how about Brady and Breeze out of the playoffs at this stage? How about that? Wow. Didn't see that coming, did we? I'm sure everybody's missing Tom Brady out there, dude. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> and how about Breezer and company, three straight years? Disappointing. But not only that, like the most brutal losses possible. Brutality of the epic pro- playoff proportion, man. You know, but that gets me back to we need both teams in overtime to get a possession, dude. I don't yeah. care. First team scores a touchdown, second team gets a chance, and then it's perfect. But, Dave, yeah. we burned through that nug so fast, dude. Yeah. How about a special bonus playoff nug? Yeah, dude, it was the Vikings and Titans both getting wild card weekend victories. They're number six seeds, and that is two straight seasons that that's oh. happened. It was the Colts and Eagles last year uh, with six seeds winning. And we know it is it is simply this, Casey. Uh, get in the tournament, yep. and you got yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's dude, as simple as that. Ever, dude. Yep. It's as simple as that, man. You get hot at the right time, and you can cash in, man. Man, these six seeds making history, bro. That's the first time two six seeds advanced back-to-back season yep. since yep. the NFL uh, in, got the, the format for the playoffs as it is. All right, Dave, I mentioned it. The coaching carousel, it took mm-hmm. a couple spins, and then it stopped quite dramatically. Yeah, well, let's start off with Carolina. Um, uh, they got rid of Ron Rivera. Uh, before the season ended, opening up that search a little early. And it was Baylor coach Matt Rule who ends up getting that job as the, to be uh, the next Panthers coach. And um, basically, the I guess the big thing here is obviously he had some success at Baylor. The big thing here is the money, man. This guy's making $60 million bucks, uh maybe up to $70 million bucks. I think it's a seven-year contract. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, but that Carolina Panthers owner has got some uh, cash there, so I guess he wanted to make a splash. Wow. Yeah, dude, and being a Sooners fan, I'm happy to see this guy out of the college ranks. I'm not sure what he's going to do in the pros, but he turned that Baylor squad around when it was Fast. left dead after the yep. the previous administration. The really. yep. Yeah, so um, congrats on him. But, Dave, there's a bigger story in Texas. Way bigger, Casey. Oh, baby. How about them Cowboys? Mike McCarthy, dude, gets the job there. Uh, Dave, I'm not going to front. I was in a panic when I heard them mention Marv Lewis for an interview. I was like, no, man, no. I heard Jeff uh, Fisher but, too, Casey. I'm sure you were uh, yeah. squirming at that I, one. 
that made me throw up a little bit. But, no, I got my guy, Mike McCarthy. This is the guy that I was targeting. I think he's going to be a great fit for the Cowboys. Spend last year in the NFL bunker watching all the offenses go. Had some success in Green Bay, dude. I'm really excited to see him get down there and see what he can do with the Cowboys. And it sounds like Kellen Moore is going to stay, too. So that's a that's a double win. He's going to bring in Mike Nolan as the D.C. We got Bones, baby, as a special team coordinator because you know our special teams were trash. <laughs> so Joe Philbin going to be the O-line coach, Dave. Thomas Sula, the defensive line coach, filthy with ex-NFL coaches and coordinator positions. So uh, big right. expectations. So I think they're happy in Dallas. Sorry, Dave. Had to go. But I haven't been able to talk about my Cowboys. So. Easy. Easy. Down, All right. down Casey. All right. Let's move on. There were other coaching vacancies that were filled. Casey, the Giants hired Joe Judge. Who? You know Judge Judge, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know that Judge. That is the rule. I judge you. <laughs> That was the that was the Patriots wide receivers coach Casey. You know all the success he had with the Patriots wide receivers. That <laughs> that's what earned him this opportunity. But I'll tell you what, Casey, he he does have um, mentoring from uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. But the I think the thing is ultimately. For whatever reason, he rolled in there, and he just knocked him over with the interview process. And I'll tell you what, you get a guy in a room, and he sells you. Man, next thing you know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. So we'll see. His his real task is going to be to take Daniel Jones, a guy that obviously has shown, shown that he is NFL-caliber talent, and to take him to that next level and to really build around Saquon Barkley uh, and Daniel Jones and see what he can do there. There's a lot. Uh, uh, there's a young talent base right there. And then, you know, obviously uh, a lot in the future. So we'll see where he can do. Joe Judge, Casey. We well, they, the, the Giants brass actually thought it was Aaron Judge hitting all them homers for the Yankees. That's why they were quick to hire him. They don't know who the hell Joe Judge is. So uh, good luck with that over there. And then you mentioned Ron Rivera. He got canned by the Panthers, wasn't on the dole long. He's now the Redskins coach. So, uh, you know, I think he can get some stuff turned around there. Not happy to see him in the division, dude, but Dan Schneider's still there. So yeah. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> a little balance it out. Yeah, Rivera did win Coach of the Year at least once, right? So they I mean, went to the Super Bowl just a few years ago. Not too bad, right? Uh, and then the last position uh, uh, that is available is head coach of the Cleveland Browns. It's the revolving door, which is the head coach coach of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mike McCarthy, not available. He seemed to be a, a hot candidate for them. Oh. Uh, they've already interviewed Greg Roman, uh, Rams, uh, Robert Sala, or Sala, and Eric Bieniemy as Ryan, uh, as well as Brian DeBull. So there's a lot of guys there. They're going to meet with a couple of guys uh, from uh, Stefanski from the Patriots, McDaniel's as well. Um, we'll see where they go, but now it's really no rush at this point because all the other yeah. vacancies have been filled. But the other other side of the equation is maybe you do rush because what about all the assistant coaches that you need to fill out that roster? And like you mentioned for your uh, Dallas Cowboys, they're putting together a pretty nice staff there. And guy, it's the musical chairs. Uh, dudes are finding their spots, and the Browns are going to be left out in the cold if they don't make a commit a commitment soon to somebody and start moving forward with hiring coaches, man. Yeah, dude, just five vacancies this year. It seems like there's usually like seven or eight. So uh, yeah, and three, stable year. Three of those in my division, dude. So lots I of uh, things moving. In, uh, that's right in the NFC East. All right, Dave, let's get into a baby survival pool. Uh, what? <laughs> We've been dead so long. Oh, yeah. Uh, got, yeah, we got to give it up to the the sore holes. Day one, the yeah. three strikes pool. Um, it went into the uh, the wild card uh, weekend of the playoffs to get that settled, but congrats there, Nikki. 
Um, most popular correct pick last week, the Seahawks over them Eagles. Mm-hmm. Most popular incorrect pick, Dave. You want to take a guess? It was those New Orleans Saints, man, going down to Vikings, man. Wow. Yeah, big time. Whoa. Whew. Upset city. Yeah, heading into next week, Casey, it's it's the most popular pick being Kansas City over Houston. That's more than 50% of the people think the Texans squeaking by last week was all they could offer, and they're going into Kansas City to be sacrificial lambs. I'm not so sure about that, Casey. It's a sweet matchup. We're going to get into that in just a minute, Dave. We've got a little, <laughs> more, a little more trash to collect, bro. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a fantasy go-backs, Casey. Um, well, my season was garbage, but I did end up – out of 12th place, which is my only pride and joy. What about you? I had nothing this week. What do you got? I had the loser ball all but wrapped up, but I got smart and benched Kenny Galladay, the NFL's leading touchdown receiver. Good call. And I ended up losing by less than his 12.6 points, so I would have won that ball had I played him. But um, looking forward to next week, Dave. I'm burning through a couple mocks as we speak. I know the draft oh, yeah, hasn't happened yet, but I'm mocking, baby. <laughs> All right, mock it up, Casey. Let's give con- congratulations to our league winner, the Disco Donkeys, and, and Pesque, who gets it done his first. Uh, it's good to taste victory for the Pesques. Everyone was kind of uh, stoked for him, man. All right, yeah, Casey. There's real football to be had, though, right? You got that right, baby. Oh, man, the best weekend in all of sports, man. It's the heavyweights left uh, in the NFL, Dave, and we get this thing um, started on with a doubleheader on Saturday, bro. Oh, man, this is going to be some awesome stuff. All of these games are are stoking me, but let's get it going. The six-seeded Minnesota Vikings at the number one-seeded San Francisco 49ers. At home, the 49ers, Casey, are favored by seven. Wow. Good game. Dave, I got three words for you. You like that? I knew those were those words. I saw that coming, bro. Oh, dude. (laughs) Man, what a great moment for Cousins, dude. taking so much heat for the contract, and it's like, that is the going rate, and he's been pretty good, you know, but everybody's got this image in their mind of what he's doing, but uh, loved seeing him get that hyped bit in front of his teammates they showed that love but dave he delivered in a big way that 43 yard pass to Thielen in overtime that thing was brilliant set up the game winner that he threw to rudolph um just happy for the dude man he deserves it seems like a great guy and speaking of bounce back dude Thielen, man it looked like he was finally healthy he did bounce back in a big way after that early fumble in the drop he came back to have seven catches for 129 yards including that um one that set up the game winner and uh, he's getting healthy there too and that's a big part of what they want to do but uh, speaking of healthy bro the saints had no answer for dalvin cook Mm. 100 back from injury and two touchdowns the guy was running it catching it such a huge part of that team and their identity and ultimately that viking squad is a run team and being able to run the ball um makes that whole thing go and really opens up the play action for Kirk Cousin. But don't forget about that Vikings defense. Yeah, run it and play defense, right? Yeah, dude, 31 takeaways this season, uh, plus 11 in the turnover ratio. Obviously, Daniel Hunter, dude, oh, this guy is an absolute monster. He tied his career high this year with 14 and a half sacks, and last week had a sack and a half, and he had that huge punch to the breezer's arm. Oh, yeah. Of course, fumble late in the game. Yeah, uh, just a great performance by him. And then on the other side, you also have Everson Griffin. He had a sack and a half last week too, and he's got four sacks in his five playoff games. So 
Lots of great defense there, Dave. And the Vikings are definitely underdogs. But it was 32 years ago when they beat the 49ers at Candlestick Park. 36-24, Dave, January 9th, 1988, holding uh, this guy Jerry Rice to only 28 yards. Oh. Actually got Joe Montana benched for the first time in his pro career in that game. Look, a guy, uh, Steve Young came off the bench, but they That's couldn't good. get it done. The Vikings won. Maybe there's a little uh, magic in the air this weekend, but that Niners team broke him great all year no question dude coming off the bye the Niners are feeling healthy and strong on both sides of the ball statistically a brilliant football team offensively fourth in total yards second in rushing the football second in points overall at nearly 30 points a game and on the critical down uh, third down they're fifth in the league probably a lot of those are third and short because of the way the running game is working for them but I mean a phenomenal offense Kyle Shanahan, dude, his first uh, postseason uh, effort as a head coach, and Garoppolo as well in his first starting appearance as a quarterback in the postseason. But Garoppolo, man, has had a really nice season, nearly 4,000 yards passing, a quarterback rating of 102 for Garoppolo, dude. And this is a real strong running team, obviously. Um they love to run the football. Raheem Mostert ended up being their, their leading rusher on the season. Out of nowhere, dude. Right, out of, exactly. And, and it was Tevin Coleman, who's kind of their goal line guy, who was, you know, obviously signed as a big uh, free agent guy, as well as um, uh, Brita. Brita, thank you, um, who is a guy that obviously can get it done. All three guys are in the mix at this point in time, but Mostert really, really turned it on when his opportunity came up. In the last, like, six games, he has eight touchdowns, dude. Wow. He's killing it. Only Derrick Henry and him have that number of touchdowns in that portion of the season, that push towards the playoffs. So he's really getting it going. And there were some games where he flat out took over the football game, running the ball. And so, uh, obviously, this is a run-first team, but uh, a strong quarterback. And when it comes to uh, the receiving group, is it's Kittle as the first uh, concern for the defense is the tight end is one of the best tight ends in the league, no question. Uh, the guy is uh, is difficult, a, a difficult matchup for whoever's covering him, whether it's a corner or a safety, a linebacker. Nobody's really the right matchup for this dude. you got to almost double-team him. The team really actually sort of took a step forward um, covering, uh, excuse me, passing the football when Emmanuel Sanders came around that yeah. trade deadline there. That veteran leadership that he brought, as well as just the the – as we head into the postseason, the postseason savvy, he's been to the postseason. So this is such a young team. They haven't been there. None of these guys have. When you think about it, though, before that, it's Debo Samuel is the next best guy. He's a rookie. He has a strong season with 800 yards on 57 catches. But bringing Emmanuel Sanders, that diversifies that passing attack and gives him a lot more uh, work uh, on that side, or a lot more threat, a lot more weapons. And you can't just sit there and take away Kittle and then think, okay, we're done with that part of the game plan yeah um on the other side this defense 21st uh excuse me second in in total yards right first against the pass and eighth in points 
giving up less than 20 points a game defensively, and they're second best in the league defensively on third down. So really, really strong defensively. The thing that concerns me going into this matchup is that their only weak spot seems to be their 17th versus run, just an average run defense. And against Dalvin Cook and what a team that's going to want to run it, it's going to be an important factor in this game. Can they stop the run? Can they step it up? But they've got the players to do it. Nick Bosa, a high draft pick, a lot of first-round draft picks on that D-line. Yeah. Uh, Armstead and Buckner coming up. Uh, linebacker Fred Warner, dude, more than 100 tackles on the season. He's a tackling machine. And then on the back end, Richard Sherman, obviously, the secondary. They're number one in passing. I mean, so they're getting it done on the back end for sure. Um, this is going to be a tough matchup uh, for this team, uh, for the Vikings, you know. But, the, well, yeah. like I say, the one thing might be that Dalvin Cook – uh, trying to find that running game, and that's what the Vikings are going to want to do, and the, uh, the 49ers are going to have to answer that. Oh, it's going to be super tasty. All right, then, Dave, Saturday night special. We have the Tennessee Titans <laughs> at the Baltimore Ravens, and the yeah. Ravens are nine-point favorites at home. Dave, I was at a concert last week waiting in line to see mm-hmm. the Nirvana uh, basically uh, – Re- reunion, obviously, minus Kurt. And some mm. jerk in line behind me said, I can't believe Tom Brady threw an interception for his last pass. Uh-oh. Ruined the game for me. <laughs> but I still went and watched it after the concert. Um, oh, to, couldn't man. believe it. Yeah. But uh, talk about how good these Titans are, bro. Well, I was on the edge of my seat the whole game as I thought, this can't be – this isn't going to happen like this. Uh-uh. No. The business coming off an absolutely enormous win in New England. It is so hard to go into New England and win, and this Titans team did it, and they did it their way, uh, running the football. They're the third-best rushing team in the league, 12th in total yards, and overall scoring more than 25 points a game. That's 10th best in the league. So it's a, it's a pretty solid uh, offensive group, but – uh, Derek Henry, man, uh, uh, the guy just can- continues to get stronger and stronger throughout the course of the game, dude. But let's talk about the pivotal point in the season for this Titans team. And that was, unfortunately for Mariota, the benching of Marcus Mariota and Tannehill elevating to the starting position. I believe it happened going into week seven when the team yeah, was two like and that, four, yeah. two <laughs> and four. And they, they absolutely probably, and I'm going to go back to this personal, they probably should have lost that game to the Chargers, but <laughs> Tana, <laughs> the Chargers did fumble on the goal line to, to give them the, the game. But that got that that was actually the turning point. And Tannehill played a great game. And guess what? He continued to play great games all season. The guy passed for over 70%. Three guys did that this year, but it was used to be unheard of to yeah. get to that number. And he did it in a shortened season because, obviously, he did only play in 12 games uh, this season. But what a phenomenal um, uh, season he's had. A league-high quarterback rating, Casey, of 117.5. Wow. Man, that is crazy. You know what? That is the fourth-highest rating in a single season in NFL history. And, again, not an entire season, but damn close, you know, yeah. basically three-quarters of a season. That he was at the helm there. So a phenomenal season. He's really been high percentage. He was high percentage in Miami before they uh, moved on from him. But now he's getting it downfield a little bit more too. And I'll mention that in just a minute. But let's talk real quick about Derrick Henry. I I brought it up. He is an absolute beast. And uh, 182 yards and a touchdown last week against... <laughs> Seems like more than that <laughs> against the number one defense in the league. Wow, going into that game, they could okay. not. It came down to the end, and they just couldn't stop him, and he couldn't be stopped. 
Okay, so the guy's an absolute monster. And if he can keep running like that, they can run it and win the Super Bowl with high percentage quarterback play. You know, so um, it's an impressive, impressive formula there. And Derrick Henry's the gigantic cog in that wheel. Um, you know what? Also, though, like I mentioned, they started getting the ball downfield a little bit more and getting bigger plays from the wide receivers. And largely, that's A.J. Brown, the rookie, man. Over 1,000 yards for A.J. Brown, eight touchdowns on the season. And the guy makes giant plays because he breaks yeah. tackles. He's huge. And once you get him in the open field, man, he dwarfs all these dudes trying to tackle him. He mows him over. Corey Davis, the other receiver, is strong, uh, you know, is, is solid. And then you got uh, Ferksker. The tight end there, who's who's making timely pace here here and there. So uh, the offensive formula is is dialed in to to really get it done. And one of the things is they're going to have to time of possession this game against these Ravens. They're going to have to because it's going to be a battle of time of possession for both of these squads. Defensively, they're not quite as strong as you'd hope they would be. Twenty first in total yards uh, and twenty fourth in passing. So. Um, who knows, maybe that's where they're going to get uh, burned by the Ravens offense. But um, essentially, they're going to want to try and possess the football and keep it away from the Ravens as much as possible. The Ravens love to do that too, though. So it's going to be a, ra- a battle of strength on strength, man. It's going to be a phenomenal, ph- phenomenal game here. Yeah, dude, the Titans, you know, <clears throat> uh, facing these Ravens. It's all good, bro. Only 12 pro bowlers on that Ravens squad and oh. the soon-to-be-named league MVP, Lamar Jackson, yeah. dude. But, uh, yeah. you know, don't trip. It's only the highest-scoring team in the NFL at over 33 points a game. Yeah. And you mentioned the Titans need to rush the ball. Uh, these guys rush the ball as well. The number one rush team in the league at over 200 yards a game on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um And a lot of that is because of Lamar Jackson, but he does it through the air as well. Just led the league with 36 TD passes, set his career high for passing yards and completion percentage. He had a 113.3 um, pass rating for the year and wow. uh, rushed for over 1,200 yards and seven TDs. Most uh, rushing yards by a quarterback in single season uh, history in the NFL there, dude, and had five games where he ran for 100 or uh, more yards, dude. That's also the most <laughs> by quarterback in the NFL, dude. And that receiving core has got a couple Sooners really doing work there. Marquise Hollywood Brown, mm-hmm. he's been an instant impact on this team when he's healthy. He's one of yeah. the fastest dudes in the league. And Mark Andrews, dude, too big to be a receiver, I guess. Unless <laughs> you're talking like a dude like DK Metcalf, but – this right. guy is a scoring machine, man. Very fast, can get verticals, got great hands. Um, they're doing a lot of work. And Willie Sneed's had a nice um, revival to his career in Baltimore, too, leading the uh, team with uh, touchdowns this season. But, uh, dude, bad news for the Titans. Bro, this team plays defense as well, man. Mm-hmm. They hold teams to just over 17 points a game and held teams under 94 uh, rushing yards. Uh, uh, per game, pretty good versus pass too. They went out and got Earl Thomas in the off season, and then they traded for Marcus Peters during the season. Overall, he had five interceptions, three that went for touchdowns. So that's been a great uh, reshaping of that secondary there. Yeah. And up front, Davis not T Sizzle anymore, but Matthew Judon. He led the team with nine and a half sacks. And Dave, I usually players talk, uh, people talk about players instead of coaches, but. Dean Pease, who's the D.C. in Tennessee, and Greg Roman, now the Ravens, um, O.C., they duked it out in Super Bowl 47, and Pease was Baltimore's D 
D.C., and Roman was the offensive coordinator for the Niners. Uh, you remember that game. The lights yeah. went out, but when they yeah. came back on, Baltimore still won 34-31. So it's going to be neat to see those guys um, go each at each other again, man. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, incredible how this is going to be. This is going to be one of the highlight games of the weekend, no question. Physical, physical battle. Oh, dude, you think that's a highlight game? How about this next one, bro? We got the Houston Texans <laughs> at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, man, and obviously uh, the, the uh, Texans coming off that amazing wild-card victory. Um, it was just a phenomenal play uh, by Watson to – Pull that game out in overtime. Looked like he was dead to rights to get sacked. Next thing you know, comes out of that thing, makes a big play, and they're continuing on. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Um, this uh, this Houston offense, you know, it's it's pretty good. They're, they're one of the top ten running teams in the NFL. And um, obviously Deshaun Watson's one of those kind of difference maker kind of quarterbacks that just seems to get things done. Um Last week, Casey, after uh, I want to say they were down sixteen to nothing, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that at that point in the game, he only had one incomplete from that point on until the end of the game. It was something like twelve of thirteen or something. Uh, really, just dialed it in. Ultimately, was twenty of twenty five in the game, um, and rushed for fifty five yards and a touchdown, as well as throwing for two forty seven and a touchdown. So really put the team on his back in the time of need when they were in their darkest hour in the hole there down 16 really got it going man um he, he also passed for uh 280 and a tu- uh, two touchdowns the last time these two teams week so that was week 6 Houston won this matchup 31 to 24 obviously a close battle there but Houston got it done in that one um and obviously they're big underdogs in this one. It's Carlos Hyde running the football as their t- uh, primary back, Casey. And uh, he's had over 1,000 yards on the season. So you know, no surprise there. He's a, he's obviously one of the most productive, consistent backs uh, over yeah. the handful of last years. And and it's Duke Johnson, uh, the other guy, uh, when, they're, when they're spelling him uh, to get it done there. DeAndre Hopkins, though, is one of the big time playmakers in the NFL, dude, arguably one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league. Uh, and he was, uh, really struggling last week. So we'll see what Kansas city, uh, has in store for him, but ultimately ended up with six catches and 90 yards last week. And the last time these guys played, he had nine catches and 55 yards in that week, six victory. So he did get some success going there. That's a pretty big chunk uh, of the playbook yeah. right there going through him. Will Fuller, the other guy, the speedster at Notre Dame, has not been on the field, still on the injured list, don't know. Uh, and his availability is crucial in this game because of the way he stretches the football field. Um, underneath, they have tight end Darren Fells. He's a strong uh, tight end, you know, to, mo- to move the chains and stuff like that. But um, Will Fuller is a huge, huge part of this game. Last week, Casey, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, J.J. Watt was back. Oh, really? Yeah, he was back. That's the first time hearing of this. (laughs) Okay, so he was back, um, and he was playing in the NFL playoffs. And so, obviously, he was mic'd up, and we were plenty of him last week. He did actually have an impact on the game. He was obviously limited in terms of the number of plays he could participate in. But he did end up with a sack, um, and he did make some plays in the football game. Whitney Merciless, though, had a forced fumble last week as well as a sack. Um, And uh, so... 
Uh, Jacob Martin also a sack and a forced fumble last week. So other guys making plays. What the thing about this defense? It's not great stats wise. I mean, 28th in total yards, 29th versus the pass. These are scary numbers, really, going into this playoff game. But they made timely plays last week when they needed those plays. The defense stepped up and won the game for them in a lot of ways late in that ball game. Yeah, man. Um... Impressive win. I can't wait to see these quarterbacks duke it out. It's <laughs> yep. like such a great matchup. But let's talk about these Chiefs, dude. Okay. Um, unfortunately for you, they that's their fourth straight AFC West title. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this team was not quite as good as they were last year, but they were a lot more banged up this year. Mahomes missed a couple games. Tyreek yeah. Hill missed a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, but Hill being out helped guys like Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman get reps. And, Hardman actually third among AFC rookies, six touchdowns on the year, man. Guy's got breakaway speed, so it was good that he got on the um, the field to have a little experience there. Yeah. And not quite MVP numbers this year for Mahomes, but still one of the most prolific passers in the league. Um, you mentioned that week six in the loss, he passed for 273 yards, had three touchdowns, did have an interception, though. Mm-hmm. And in the postseason, this guy's got four TDs and no interceptions. So, um uh, Tightening up at home a little bit, taking care of the ball. Um, you flip it over on the defense. <clears throat> they really struggled last year. Andy Reid went out and got Steve Spagnuolo to come in and help this defense. And he's done pretty good. Don't think of it as a great defense, but the Chiefs are holding teams to under 20 points a game. Chris Jones up front leading this team. He's got nine sacks. They also went he's out and great. got the Honey Badger. Oh, yeah, Chris Jones is great. <laughs> and so is the Honey Badger. So is dude. the Honey Badger. He's yeah. been pretty damn good leading this team back end. He's got four interceptions on the year and just uh, one of those players that's like a spark plug, man. Uh, teammates really love him. And, dude, if D4 doesn't jump off sides last year, this team would have been in the big game and might be looking at going to their second consecutive Super Bowl. Um, I think the Chiefs have all the tools to make it. We know this much, Dave. It's going to be a sea of red. Yeah. And it's probably going to be rocking pretty hard, dude. Yeah, and you mentioned T. Zizzle before. He's uh, in the mix over there for KC, too. So. That's right. Could make Getting a player, life. too. Hey, Dave, speaking of uh, Houston at Kansas City, if you guys need more Football Dudes action, head on over to the App Store or Google Play and download the free app, Hot Mike. It's totally free. It's awesome. Use invite code FOOTBALLDUDES for access, and then join our broadcast. Dave and I are going to be calling the Texans at Chiefs this Sunday, and Hot Mike gives you guys the ability to engage with us in-app on chat and Twitter. Tune out the network suits. Tune into the Football Dudes. Yeah. It's a whole lot of fun. Did I mention, Dave, it's free? <laughs> F-R-E-E free, baby. Yeah, baby. It's a brand new so way to hot. listen to football once again. Hot Mike. A lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Casey. The last game of divisional round, uh, round of the playoffs is the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Man, the NFC showdown here, and the Packers at home are favored by four, dude. Man, dude, Seattle, this team is totally banged up. Mm-hmm. Injuries all over the place, but they have Russell back. Wilson. Yeah. And anytime you got dangerous, baby, you're going to be in every game you play, man. And this team is desperate for help at running back. So they went and got beast mode, dude. 14 months removed from the NFL. From his couch to scoring touchdowns in back-to-back games, dude. And we know beast mode likes to do his thing in the playoffs. 10 TDs and 12 career playoff games. And if the Seahawks can get hot, bro, wouldn't it be sweet 
to see Marshawn get his revenge by getting the rock with the Super Bowl on the line. Oh, man. And he is still so feisty, dude. Oh, yeah. And this team just, you know, he energizes the team and Uh the 12s. And it's, you know, it's not been a full workload, but it's crazy to see what he's done so far. Very impressive, Dave. And they're going to ramp him up. That's what they say. Oh, yeah, dude. Give him more, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, Lockett's kind of been the dude, but this year, man, they went out and got DK Metcalf. He, he slid in the draft, had that neck injury, um, but this guy is turning out to be, you know, a superstar in the making. Last week, he had seven for 160 and a TD. Yeah, um, awesome. Including that sick game clincher. I was talking yeah. to Cookie today. He's like, oh, the guy's a body catcher. I'm like, did you see the game last week, bro? Guy, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So, um, his hands you know, were part of his body, I suppose. Yeah. You know, his 160 were uh, postseason record by any rookie in a playoff wow. game in the Super Bowl era. So, um, so much for a body catcher. Um, tied the rookies for second in receptions and was third with seven touchdowns and had uh, 900 yards, which was good for third. So I think the guy had a great transition year. And you flip it over to the defense, dude. Bobby Wagner still getting it done. He led the NFL with tackles this season. Um, KJ Wright, he had a career high in tackles this year, 132 of them. And Jadavion Clowney, dude, they made the trade for this guy. He came in and has had a pretty good season when he's been healthy. And obviously, um, last year had uh, last week had his first uh, playoff sack mm. and narked cost. Carson Wentz out of that ball game, dude. So, <laughs> that was more than uh, sack. That was yeah, crushing. Yeah, that uh, kind of punked um, the Eagles there, man. Yeah. Um, and Seattle also in that game against the Eagles had seven sacks. So um, that they were getting that heat. We we talked about it's not the Legion of Boom anymore, but yeah. uh, they've been able to make plays when they have to. Um, Seven sacks last week. They're going to have to get to Rodgers if they think they're going to win this game. Um, a lot of pressure on that defense. A lot of pressure on that Seattle defense, which, like you said, is not the Legion of Boom. But let's switch it over to these Packers, dude. It's Matt LaFleur's first season uh, as the head coach there, and it's obviously his debut in the playoffs. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, pretty playoff uh, savvy as he is fifth in postseason history in TD passes with 36 in the playoffs. So, uh, Despite the fact that they've only got one Super Bowl victory, he is a prolific uh, playoff quarterback. And so when uh, the stakes are higher, that's when he plays his best game, too. This is really going to come down to can Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. It's a duel, man, as far as I'm concerned. This offense and defense for the Packers, statistically speaking, is right around average, both sides of the football. They're not spectacular at anything, and they're not really deficient uh, really in any way. But they have Aaron Rodgers, and they really do have some strong running backs too. Uh, Aaron Jones, dude, um, he is tied for the for the, uh, the lead league in touchdowns with 19 and uh, rushing touchdowns with 16. So you don't think of this guy as like a gigantic touchdown maker, but he's right up there with guys from touchdowns from from scrimmage. You know what I mean? And obviously um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, over 4,000 yards passing. That's nothing new for Aaron Rodgers necessarily. Uh, 26 TDs, just four picks though. So he's been really um, efficient with the football. Yeah. And um, uh, on the receiving end, Devontae Adams has obviously clearly emerged as a superstar receiver in this league. Uh, over 1,000, or almost 1,000 yards rather. Um, 
and five touchdowns for Devontae. And he obviously had a couple of, uh, of injuries along the way where he was kind of struggling through um, uh, and missing some action there. Jimmy Graham uh, also was kind of hit a little bit hit and miss for these guys, but is really uh, obviously still a strong uh, receiving weapon uh, for them. On the defensive side, the Darius Smith, Preston Smith, the Smith brothers, right? Um, uh, combined 25 and a half sacks, man. That's the only team, each one with more than 12 sacks. So uh, that's a pretty impressive tandem of pass rushers there. They're going to have their hands full uh, tracking down Russell Wilson, though. You don't just go yeah. balls out with that guy. You have to you have to do it in a strategic way where you're making sure you don't open lanes for Wilson to take off. And your guy, Casey Blake Martinez, I, you've mentioned him a number of times throughout the year. This dude's a tackling machine with 155 tackles on the season, dude. Crazy. And on the back end, these guys aren't really well-known, but Jair Alexander and Kevin King are both really strong cover guys at the cornerback position. So, um, talent-wise, they have a lot of talent on that defense. Really, I think that they didn't necessarily have in the last handful of seasons. That makes them a legitimate threat. There have been, like I said, statistically speaking, they're not overwhelming, but uh, the Seahawks aren't statistically overwhelming either. So this is a real interesting matchup to me. I think it's a, uh, it's this is a, almost a toss-up, but it's at Lambeau, and I just got to feel like Rodgers is going to go out there and play a strong game. But, you know, you got to bury Russell Wilson. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to come back and get you in the end, man. You know, and you know Rodgers is still salty about that OT loss to the Seahawks. Um, a few years ago, they had like a 19-point lead or whatever. Yep. The onside kick through the hands, oh, the loss man. in Every playoff. Every possible miracle happened. Dude, right? I wouldn't doubt if Rodgers has like a picture of that score on his ceiling and just looks at it every night, dude. Right. He's going to be highly motivated. That game was in Seattle. This one's in Green Bay, dude. It's going to be awesome. Man, it is going to be spectacular. All four of these games really, really shape up to be super amazing. Wild card weekend. Uh, blew our minds last week with the quality of football, yeah. the competitiveness that we saw. I'm anticipating that going into divisional weekend. I'm expecting each one of these games to just be off the charts, dude. <laughs> Cannot wait. Dude, it's going to be awesome. We want to thank you guys for hanging out. So many ways to check out the football dudes. Mention we're now available for subscription on Spotify as well as iTunes, Stitcher. Subscribe to the the YouTube channel, the Football Dudes YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, Football Dudes LA. We got so much great content there. And if you like to kick it old school, head on over to FootballDudes.com. That is gonna do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. Yeah. He's Dave. I'm Casey. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy Divisional Weekend, people. We are out of here. <laughs>